building a company from nothing is freaking hard. Us entrepreneurs are expected to deal with unimaginable challenges and somehow keep a cool head through it all. This is The Art of Entrepreneurship, and I'm your host, Jackie Hermes. I grew my company, Excelity, from zero to seven figures with no partners and no funding. The Art of Entrepreneurship is a show where we cut through the BS and dig into what it actually takes to start and grow a company. If you give me your time, I promise it won't be wasted. Now let's get to work. Good morning or afternoon or evening, I guess, whenever you're listening, and welcome back to The Art of Entrepreneurship. I received this question in my LinkedIn DMs, and honestly, it was perfect timing because I just met two young entrepreneurs yesterday that are starting a company and had similar questions. So I'm going to give you kind of the answers that I gave them yesterday. As background, here is what the LinkedIn submission said. I was wondering if you might be interested in tackling the topic of when to take the leap and quit your job for an entrepreneurial journey. If finances are pretty much set up and ready for you to take the risk and leap, what else needs to be seriously considered? On a personal level, I'm feeling almost ready, but I would love to ensure I'm thinking about everything I should be. One, let me just say that's an awesome question, questions that I was not asking when I was starting my company. And the answer is very nuanced because it's not just about money. And a lot of people think it's just about money. It's not just about having costs covered or having buy-in from your spouse or whoever else you need to get buy-in from. I don't think anyone really tells you about the mental fortitude and the restraint that is required when you suddenly don't have the structure of a company that's run by someone else around you that tells you what to do with your time. I remember when I decided I really wanted to take the leap into full-time entrepreneurship. I was running my cookie company on nights and weekends at the time and working full-time at an insurance tech company. When my son was born, I negotiated a four-hour work week to stay home with him on Fridays. And as he started getting more mobile and moving around, I wanted him to be socialized. So I started setting things up for him to do during the day on Fridays. And that meant that I had actual time during the day to work on my business, which was kind of unheard of at the time. I remember one Friday I was driving to do a cookie delivery. This was before I had distribution set up and it was about 40 minutes away from my house and I stopped at a gas station. It was like the most beautiful day. The weather was perfect. The sun was shining. This is how I remember it. It was probably crappy out. Who knows? But there were all these people out and about in the middle of the day and I remember thinking, what in the world do all of these people do? Like, how are they just chilling in the middle of the day at the gas station, which is, I guess, not really the most glamorous place to chill. But man, these people can get gas in the middle of the day. They weren't sitting in their cubicles like me. And I remember wondering, how can I get a flexible life like this? And suddenly it turned into my goal. So shortly thereafter, I started Excelity which wasn't Excelly at the time. I actually started the company with no company name at all. It was Jackie Steinmetz, which was my last name at the time, consulting. Very creative. And I got a couple of clients while I was still working my full-time job. It got to the point where what was on my plate was too much and I wasn't able to give it all my all. I was working full-time. I had two side hustles. I had a baby. I had family. I had friends. And I decided to quit my job. I tell you this whole story because this is the big thing that I wasn't prepared for. Sitting in my house all day, every day, 
day in and day out. Trying to start a company was almost depressing. And I don't want to use that word, but I can't come up with anything better right now. I just didn't know what to do with myself all the time. I needed more clients, especially after one of the two that I had when I quit my job, took the work that I was doing in-house shortly after I quit and I started freaking out. It was not a great situation. And I was just getting no after no after no. It's really hard to continue to be happy and be excited that you're a new entrepreneur when you're sitting at your dining room table all day, hitting people up, trying to sell, and having the door slammed in your face repeatedly. It was a virtual door, but still. This is really something that all new entrepreneurs have to be prepared for that I don't think we think about, the mental toughness that's required. Let's get into the actual takeaways, what you should consider, seriously consider, before you quit your job. The young entrepreneurs I spoke to yesterday asked about this too, and this is what I told them. The first thing is the obvious thing, financials. Are you going to be able to continue your current lifestyle? Is that with your savings? And if so, how much runway do you have? How are you going to feel if you bleed your savings dry trying to start this company? Or do you have family that's helping you? And how in your business are they going to be? Are they going to be hovering over you every day asking what you're doing? Because if so, that's a less than ideal situation. If you don't have the cash to continue your current lifestyle, what are you willing to sacrifice to downgrade? This is something that I had to do. I downgraded my housing. I downgraded my car. I spent less money. You have to be prepared to deal with all of that. I don't think I was prepared to make all the sacrifices that I had to. My little baby ego was like, oh, but my nice car. But, you know, I got through it and it makes a good story now. The second thing to think of is logistics. There are definitely a few things that you really should do, like make sure your entity is set up. If you're going with an LLC, make sure you have a name, your LLC set up, you have an EIN, and you have a bank account. I actually, I did another podcast interview a couple weeks ago, and the guy that was interviewing me said that he started his business so fast that he didn't have a bank account. So he was making money, but he physically could not cash the checks, which is kind of hilarious, but don't be that guy. Other than that, though... Especially if you're starting a services company, I'm not totally convinced that you need things like a super built-out website, a full-fledged business plan, business cards if those are still a thing. I think some people are still using them. And all of that before you start. If it were me and I were starting over again, I would start by having conversations. Hone in on your target market. Line up some people that might be interested in testing out your product or service and maybe eventually they'll pay you. Definitely interview people that have done it before you. That's one thing that the young entrepreneurs that I talked to yesterday were doing really right, that they were talking to a lot of people trying to figure out what they should be considering. Don't spend too much time scoping out super specific services and packages if it's a service company because the odds are you're going to present them to people and they're going to be like, cool, I'd like to do something in between A and B or cool, none of these are a fit or I just want this service. All of that said, it's probably going to change once you start selling. So I wouldn't be like too intense about putting together your packages. Now, if you have a product company, 
and you're raising money, you need to forget everything that I just said because you have to have a solid business plan, a pitch deck, proof of concept, a solid grasp on your addressable market, how you're going to approach them, um, plan to build out your working MVP or have a working MVP, etc. So this is definitely some case-by-case advice. Apply it as you will. The next thing to think about is pricing, and this is an important one to research. It's not something that you just want to throw out there and see what happens or be like, oh, my friend's cousin said he's charging $12 an hour, so I'm going to do that. If you're starting a service-based business, you better mark up every single quote that you put out because everything takes longer than you think it will. I'm 10 years into this and everything still takes longer than I think it will. And when you anchor yourself to low prices, it's really hard to work your way out of those low prices. Trust me, I learned this the hard way. We've actually had a client that's been with us at Excelity for most of my journey. And I think I started charging them like $50 an hour. Well, that certainly doesn't pay the salaries of all of the people that I have now. So I've had to price increase them every single year. And it can really affect the perception that people have of your value. So start at at least um, a moderate price. If you're selling a product, you have lots of research to do in the pricing category. How do your competitors price? Are you wanting to enter the market as a high price, high value? Are you wanting to enter as a low cost leader? And if so, how do the logistics of that work? Or are you probably somewhere in between? However you price your product should be similar to how your competitors price because the buyers are already used to buying from your competitors. So if you completely change it up, like for example, for a software that sells seat licenses, if you start selling in a different way, people are going to be confused or they might think that you're selling licenses in addition to the different way. Um, So I would recommend not shamelessly stealing, but definitely taking advice from your competitors that are already doing it. Next is what is your sales plan? If your sales plan is to put marketing in place and rely on that to create some magic system to do all the selling, I would really caution you against that you're probably going to have to go out there and sell. Even if you're selling a consumer product, knock on doors, show people your product, go to a farmer's market, stand in a grocery store and sell it. I don't know where you need to sell a consumer product, but it's probably not going to magically get in people's hands through ads unless you're really lucky. You have a really good ad strategy and you have lots of money. If you're selling services or you're selling B2B, go to networking events. Figure out who you want to sell to and happen to run into them at those events. Are you ready to do all of that? Because in order to quit your job, I think you need to have a sales plan. And that's something that I was confident I could do, but I didn't have a really solid plan before I started. One other thing to think about that's not like a complete must-must, but something to consider is what are you going to do if your capacity is full in a few months? Are you going to outsource? Are you going to buy equipment? Are you going to subcontract? Are you going to hire employees? Or are you going to stay a solopreneur and raise your prices? And how are those conversations going to go? I think that these are really, really important 
decisions that a lot of people don't think about thoroughly enough. Like if you're going to hire a team, are you ready to be a good boss? I have lots of podcasts on this, so go back to them. Um, I will put a few links in the show notes, but if you are going to hire employees, you have to be ready to lead them appropriately and pay them appropriately. Otherwise, you're just going to experience turnover and that is painful. Okay, finally, the mental considerations. Things like your personal habits and discipline matter a whole freaking lot. Are you going to sleep half the day because you have nowhere to be? You know, I think that if I didn't have a company tomorrow, I might sleep half the day if I had nowhere to be. But you can't do that. How will you add structure to your day? How are you going to hold yourself accountable? Do you have a business partner? If so, that's great. You've got built-in accountability as long as they can hold you accountable. Are you going to have a mentor? Are you hiring a business coach? When you start a company and you have no accountability, it's really freaking easy to make excuses for yourself. Oh, well, I was going to do this, but my day went awry, and so I'll do it tomorrow. And suddenly tomorrow turns into three, six months from now. And then when you finally do the thing, it doesn't take you as long as you thought it would, and you totally just shot yourself in the foot. You do not want to do stuff like this. So you have to have some kind of method to hold yourself accountable, even if it is you holding yourself accountable, but you have to do it. Another consideration, the mental challenges, is how are you going to deal with failure? What is the worst thing that could happen when you quit your job and how would you deal with it? Like, would you go get another job? How hireable are you? Being prepared to handle these challenges is one of the mental keys. Getting a little bit more into the personal side, Things like, do you have kids? Do you have a husband? What's it going to be like being around them more? Or if you're one of those people that's starting a company with your partner, what are the rules of engagement for working together? Who stays home when the kids are sick? This is something I hear from entrepreneurs all the time. I'm expected to stay home because I'm the one working at home and I can't actually work while my sick kids are home. If it automatically defaults to you and you agree to that, How does your work get done? And if you don't agree to that, that is a conversation you absolutely have to have with your partner. What are your work hours? Where do you plan to work? Do you have a space set up? Is that something that matters to you? A lot of people can work anywhere, and I can now, but man, a long time ago, I needed to sit my butt at my desk because I couldn't mentally accept that I needed to work unless I was at my desk. As I just mentioned, and there's probably more mental considerations, there is a lot to think about on the personal side, the habit side, disciplines, accountability. I didn't think about these a lot, and I think it caused me to start slower than I could have, get new clients slower than I could have, and so I would think through all of that before I get started. All right, I know I typically recap, but... That was a really long list, (laughs) so I'm not going to recap today, but I hope that was helpful. Thank you so much to the person that submitted this question on LinkedIn, and if you have further questions, feel free to DM them to me. I'm happy to chat with you in the DMs on LinkedIn and help as much as I possibly can. If you enjoyed this episode, please send it to someone that is considering taking their own leap from side hustle to full-time entrepreneur, and I will see you next time. Thank you. Thank you.